So, gentlemen, as I said, are you ready? Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Underrated Podcast. It's the podcast where we discuss films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or those that have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. Um, my name is Ariel Ortiz, and I also, of course, as always, is Alan Torres and Derek McDuff. How's it going? Hey, everybody. How's it going? And we are the Undercast Company, if you don't know by now. Um, today, we're going to be discussing the 2017 Steven Sodden- Soddenberg-directed um, Logan Lucky, which is one of my favorite uh, movies, and, and like... Uh, Steven Soddenberg's um, uh, earlier trades into the the genre. This is actually a heist film, but um, a little bit more of a twist and and, uh, a more amateur-y kind of story than the Ocean's Ocean's, uh, Eleven and Trilogy um, were. And this one's about um, two brothers who attempt to pull off a heist, like I said, um, during a NASCAR race in North Carolina and it stars um Channing Tatum and Adam Driver as the brothers of L- Logan themselves and then as well as um Jack Quaid and Sebastian Stan and and Seth MacFarlane making little bit characters in that and then also we have um somewhat unrecognizable at least his voice um of Daniel Craig as um Joe Bang. So so yeah. So And Hillary Swank. P- oh yeah and Hillary Swank shows up coming in on in the the last um in the last uh, act of the movie. Yeah. 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 So with that um let's discuss uh, this was my choice so of course I I fairly enjoyed it but I want to get your guys's picks. Yeah, no, I I love this movie. Like you mentioned, you know, it's a Steven Soderbergh heist movie, and obviously, like I'm, I've done uh, Soderbergh movies on this podcast before. He is absolutely one of my favorite directors. It's really cool to see him get back into the heist movie game. He kind of like uh, calls, it, kind of like uh, gives himself a little uh, pat on the back when he's like uh, makes a reference to his own movie when they say Ocean Seven Eleven. I thought yeah, that was pretty yeah. great. Oh, damn. I did, that's mm-hmm. pretty great. That, that was like the, my favorite line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, it's just it's kind of, it is kind of like that same kind of down and it's like a down and dirty, gritty version of the Oceans films, uh, you know, with a, you know, the same kind of like big ensemble cast of thieves, kind of, you know, very colorful characters and where they, the heist, you don't really know what's going on. They don't tell the audience what the heist is. And then they kind of reveal a bunch of things in a montage at the end. Like, oh, this was actually happening the whole time. This whole thing that you thought happened over here, it actually was a diversion for this thing. And even some of the people in the heist aren't aware of the heist. So he kind of relies on some of his old tricks, which are obviously very effective. He is great at making these kinds of films, just all films. Um, It's a bummer that this one... Uh, was did not do very well at the box office because it was a movie that he came out of retirement to do. Um, mm. And you can tell he had a lot of fun with it. And besides being a heist movie, it's also kind of a prison break movie, which is yeah. fun because they have this whole thing where they they are breaking in and out of the prison while the heist is going on. So it's just another added layer of things that are going on in this movie. 
um, that I thought was really cool, where they have, uh, you know, all the the prisoners in on it too, and uh, they're like them, and it was something that was really real for me, and I think you guys might be able to relate to a little when they're like asking for like the next uh, George R. R. Martin book, and yep. they're like, it hasn't been <laughs> written. They, it was it was supposed to deliver two years ago. He knows the ending. The shows have surpassed the books. I thought it was like so that was yeah. just too yeah. specifically relatable. Um, but yeah, I I absolutely like love this movie. Um, Soderbergh, like I said, is one of my favorite directors, and I also like how there are kind of like randomly. It feels like there's a couple other characters who would be main characters in other movies in this. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like you mentioned the Sebastian Stan because it just like he just kind of has that but like a side where he just kind of like is directly speaking to the audience, you know. Whereas uh, that never really happens. Like nobody else has. Um, you know any uh, uh what do they call it We're, i'm just sorry. oh my gosh it just went out of my head the word work he was it was um it was part of a newscast so he's like talking to an interviewer okay so, but yeah. Yeah, then yeah, he's, yeah. yeah then he's kind of like, just showing like his real mm-hmm. life and uh, i was like okay that's it and then hillary swank like she seems like she's like would be like the main character catching these like there was another movie that was happening where it's like oh she's catching these thieves mm-hmm. uh you know i i really loved all that stuff it was it's just such a fun heist movie and I love heist films and especially when they're fun heist movies like this that you can just kind of like put on and have a great time where they are kind of complex and sometimes not everything makes exact sense in Steven Soderbergh heist movies but it's always a really great time yeah and I was looking at Steven Soderbergh like movies and like I'm I was so surprised that they were they're not like bad but they're not as high like even the the original um oceans 11 that he did to me which to me is i consider is very much a classic um oh it's all time great for me yeah yeah it's like i think it's like a 7.8 in in um imdb and i was like really like it's such a you know what though ariel i'll give you this imdb a lot of Mm -hmm. movies even that are like academy award winning or just high percentage on rotten tomatoes they always get in the sevens. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie higher than an eight on IMDb. Yeah, IMDb is so pretentious, honestly. Like, I, uh, I kind of get... Although, okay, I'm looking at Letterboxd. It's got a 3.8 on Letterboxd, which is pretty low, I feel like. That's that's kind of ridiculous. Like, Letterboxd goes up to five, right? Stars? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. five stars. Yeah. Like, a, yeah, but it's like a bubble four is pretty good on Letterboxd, but like, mm-hmm. wow, that's... that's not, I mean, he just... He's he like puts out he's got an interesting relationship with Hollywood because he just puts out so many films like he's one of those guys who just can never stop working. He's like mm-hmm. kind of the opposite of, you know, one of the guys like Nolan or something or PTA who puts out a movie every 5 to 10 years or whatever. He puts out like two or three movies every year and now that like streaming is hitting so much, it's like ramped it up even more because he has just like he's like oh i don't have to worry about distribution i can just like put a movie out on like hbo max and then put another one out on netflix in six months like he just had that movie kimmy which i think is like hitchcock for the modern Ooh, age huh? yeah, yeah yeah i i um so i really enjoyed that but yeah he he kind of like will have like these periods where he's like a really big guy in hollywood like he'll have um you know his uh, aaron brockovich's and uh his oceans movies and he'll be like hot shit in hollywood but then he kind of was like oh i just kind of want to do my indie thing because he's also like one of the biggest indie guys ever like he did sex lies and videotapes which was kind of like one of the biggest indie movies of all time and just he's he's just got he's a really interesting dude honestly yeah yeah and i mean most most recently like very relevant making one of the most relevant movies to our time now with doing contagion 
and stuff and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh-huh. Was Contagion the one with? Did it also have Daniel Craig and? No, no. It was the man. No. It was literally COVID. It was. Yeah, um, it was. It oh, was no. like. It's yeah. It was from like 2012, and it had oh. like it's funny because you couldn't get yeah, it on DVD. Even. Like yeah, like there's all. It's like a like all the Soderbergh movies. It has a huge great cast, but yeah. like it was like. You couldn't get it on DVD in like 2019, and then all of a sudden, it'd be like every other podcast covered it in like March 2020, and yeah, it was like huge. Sure. I could have sort of did I have Nicole Kidman? I feel like nah. I saw no, it, but it's been a while. I love it's that like movie, it's a like fucking every great other, movie. The other version of, yeah. of like yeah, the people that you're saying, so yeah, it's like Matt. <laughs> oh my god, you know what um, I'm thinking? I'm thinking Paltrow. of the I'm thinking of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers movie that came out like 10 years oh, ago. Well, it wasn't called movie. Yeah, it wasn't called Invasion of the yeah. Body Snatchers. It was just called something else. Mm-hmm. But okay, I always get those two but anyway, back to Logan Logan Lucky. Yeah. So Alan, what what were your initial thoughts? I dug it. I, I went in blind. I had no idea. I thought it was a sports movie again because I saw the poster <laughs> and I and I saw it is the a little bit. It is a oh, little bit. Very slight. Yeah. Like like so I thought, oh, is it like a NASCAR movie? So I went in and like I was like, okay, and then they're like, oh, you know, Chen Tain's character, you know, he was going to be a football star, and I was like, football? And then they're like, yeah, and then Adam Driver's character went to Iraq, and I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> and then, like, if like if you don't know anything about this movie, you are a little confused, because I was just kind of like, oh, what's happening? And I was like, is it just like a down-on-your-luck kind of comedy? And then when he's like... Boom, we're going to do a heist. I was like, oh, shit. All right. It's a heist movie. Cool. So I dug it. And then I kind of looked it up after I watched it. And yeah, like you guys said, it was Steven Soderbergh. And I saw that he did Oceans, the Oceans movies. So I was like, ah, makes sense. And I, I didn't even catch the Ocean 7-Eleven like self yeah. uh, little, little pat on the back, which I thought was really funny. That, that was like my favorite line of the movie. Like it had me <laughs> cracking up. But um, I felt like it was like strangely like a cute heist movie i don't know how to explain but like i I was expecting like you you know you look at daniel craig and like you know you see pati huey uh with that other asshole brother so like i saw them and i was like oh is it gonna be like a like a gritty fucking heist movie and i was like oh no it's just pretty chill like every I, i was expecting like like crazy action or something all of a sudden but i was like no it's pretty chill but yeah, easily, you know, Daniel Craig steals the show. I knew he was in it, and that's all I knew. Like, I just remember he's, he was going to have, like, a southern accent. And it was a lot of fun. Like, I, I, like now me looking back at it, I was like, it's pretty cool. Like, it's a cute little, like, heist movie. You know, the characters are likable, except for the, the, the two asshole brothers. The Bang bro. Bang Bros? Yeah. <laughs> that, that just fucking dawned on me. Oh, my God. That's how you know how exhausted oh I am. A porn <laughs> reference went right over my head. That's the way. As soon as I said it, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. got it. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't, until you said the words right now, I never even thought of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys liked it. Um, for me, yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I chose this movie, and it is, like you said, like, definitely has the essence of, of Ocean's Eleven, but it's a lot more enjoyable and relatable because they are just like you know everyday men everyday people you know just like um trying you know they they screwed over and stuff like that like um 
Channing Tatum's character, the reason why he does this is because they they fire him because he just has a limp and 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 like that whole you know the whole pre-existing conditions and and stuff like that kind of like claws um but yeah so it just makes it more like these are more quirky characters than oceans 11 and like oceans 11 like they are master they're supposed to be master thieves. I don't, there's some pretty quirky guys in oceans 11 i would yeah, just that's put that true. out there it's, that's true but but they're still like they're supposed to be like um uh specialists in their craft you know yeah. like in their like master thieves or, or you know like or master like um in in each of their their you know ways and like and then this comes like kind of like the antithesis of those like you know jack quaid's like we heard the you know like they ask him like we heard you know computers he's like yes i, I went to i went to computer technical classes and stuff like that and <laughs> he's like so you know yeah you know facebook <laughs> I, I know all the facebook. I know all yeah yeah and then and then yeah just the 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 it's just like it's Daniel Craig, and I like uh, in recent years, like we've been seeing this, especially with like with Knives Out, and then and then yeah, with this movie, like he just is such a great character actor when he's given the chance. Like you know, like we everybody is, he's synonymous with with James Bond now, but he's just come out with such of these like iconic characters with with um. Joe Bang and then his character in uh, Knives Out and I'm really enjoying that we're getting yeah yeah I'm really enjoying that we are getting to see more of that now and then now hopefully we'll get to see even more yeah and so like it, it, it's just so it's like vaudeville it's essentially like the three stooges but it's in this heist movie and and um just I love the reveal I love the reveal of how because even even the first time when I watched it as a viewer, I'm like, how can you just give away the money like that? You're like yeah, on I was... the side of like everybody because you're like, okay, I like I, I like to so get like, oh, he sees his daughter. He doesn't want to put that in jeopardy. He's just going to like return the money and stuff like that. And then then in classic like um, Steven Soderheim or Soderberg. I keep saying Soderheim. I'm sorry. So- um, Soderberg. 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 Steven Soderberg's. Um, um, way he does this like really awesome reveal and it, it and then Chaney Tam like de- delivers one of my favorite lines from this movie of like when Adam Driver's like these are the people that we're we're gonna um trust our lives with and then he just says he, like stone cold he's like they'll know what we want them to know and it just gets me every time, just his delivery of it. And like, that's why it's, I, like everybody does such a great job in this movie. And like, even their, the girl that plays their sister, like mm-hmm. how she's just like, is a uh, very, um, like she knows a lot about cars. And so she's like this getaway driver to them. And, and like, I love how she just like puts like, even though he, he the guy was an okay guy, but I love how he put she puts um essentially the uh, Channing Tatum's ex's husband in his place when it comes to cars and stuff, <laughs> and, and, and like when she he's trying to like tell her oh that Nova that you have is you know junk and stuff like that, and she's like no it's not, You're like you you can't even drive a stick and stuff. And they um, use him to manipulate to get the good cars that they could use for the heist. That was so great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that. That's why she she says yeah. 
Yeah, she's like, she's stick. egging him on. She's like, you can't you drive stick so that he'll get the the, the fast oh. car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I thought she made the choice to steal the car there at the like, because she just like has had it and stuff like, and so she, I thought she made the choice to get to use the 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 um, husband's car. Like, in that moment. I didn't know that. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of things that, like, I, I picked up on this one. Like, oh, dang mm -hmm. it. There was another time. Oh, oh, yeah. Like, I didn't notice how, like, that when Dan, when Joe Bang drink, drinks the water, the tap water on purpose. And that's what yeah. gets him sick. Because they mentioned earlier, like, oh, you know, there's a water sh shortage and stuff like that. And speaking of which, yeah, like, Seth MacFarlane's character just, like, is... He plays what Seth MacFarlane is good at is like an asshole. So mm. it, that was like a, fun. Like an asshole caricature. Yeah. A asshole caricature. Yeah. yeah. And then you go to drink his energy drink. Yeah. And then yeah. Speaking of like Sebastian, I'm I've been on a Sebastian stand kick. I, I just watched Fresh, and then now I'm watching Pam and Tommy. And so yeah, to come in and watch this too. And it's just his character, like you said, like you, he's not given much screen time, but just already there's like a story behind it and like his mm -hmm. whole like oh my os i take care of my os like my yeah. operating system and then like my os it's crashing it's crashing <laughs> and he just it's just like what is this it's like everything is like a caricature you know and that's definitely like a caricature of like those like athletes that you see of like mm -hmm. they they you know they, they take themselves very plans. very seriously yeah. yeah yeah exactly and so yeah like even that like all these all like you said like it's just a steven soddenberg movie just like this awesome ensemble and then yeah the ending like it's very much like very good like an indie ending because you're like are they gonna still get away with this or not because like, yeah like um hillary swing's character has like this vendetta now and then there's also the curse like you know with the Lo <laughs> the logan curse and like oh is this the logan curse happening and stuff so yeah yeah and i think you hit on something really interesting ariel kind of talking about you know how they are these kind of like average joes who are they're very simple but they're still very smart and how they're going up against, you know, this kind of big corporation and stuff. And there's a lot of, like a lot of Soderbergh movies, there's kind of like all this anti-corporate stuff in it. And, you know, it's something that's, you know, prevalent in, you know, just kind of, uh, they go up against, you know, these big, in Ocean's Eleven and Thirteen, they go up against these big casinos. And this one, they're going up against NASCAR and like kind of just Coca-Cola and just like, they're like, and you know, they kind of like, like, oh, Coca-Cola's American, but they're kind of, you know, Soderbergh's kind of like, wink, wink, nod, nod, you know, like we know what we're doing here. And how you know i think that whole the plot with sebastian stan is like all that 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 is kind of superfluous to the movie it doesn't need to be there like if you take it out you don't really lose anything plot wise it still works but it really adds something to the movie because it adds all these themes about just kind of like okay these are the people we're going against this is the kind of jerk that we're facing and because it's kind of like a separate little storyline that doesn't really act, interact with much and i could think you could probably say the same thing about hillary swank chasing them at the end but they're these little things that add a lot of context to the movie and i think that's one thing soderbergh is so smart about yeah i feel like it was like like i feel like this could have been like a show like it could have been like a six episode show and i feel like what he did really well was that he was like like i know what you mean like there's all these little story arcs 
they don't really pertain to much, but like they're just necessary for that moment. Like moments are introduced or characters are introduced just so like all 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 the you know all the cables connect every everything works like kind of thing like every little piece works in, in a certain way where it's like it, i don't know it kind of made me think of like a like an engine or something like you need so many parts some parts are really small but they're still very like important no matter what to the whole actual car engine like yeah you might have like you know all the good shit that that makes it go fast or makes it powerful but you also need the little stuff so i feel like Sebastian Stan's character, Hillary Swank's character, like they weren't like like a billion percent necessary, but they make sense being in the movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like like it's just those small little moving parts that you need to continue on, which I thought was kind of interesting, but I will say it is a bit of a double-edged sword because some of these things happen a little too fast. Like I won't lie, I didn't know they had a sister for a lot of the movie. Like that 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 all that stuff like the car stuff happened so fast where like i looked away and then i was like who's this chick and then not <laughs> until the end i was like oh that's their sister okay but I, I don't know it, it has like this thing of like it moves really fast so you really need to like focus and i, and I feel like it's one of those movies that when you go back and rewatch it, you notice stuff more often like ariel was saying but yeah that that's the only double-edged sword with having all those little like things is that some like there was times where I was like, "What the fuck's happening?" Like I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, I had to be like, kind of the end. I was like, "Wait, so okay, who was doing okay?" And then they went here and wait, why did they? Oh, okay, because they were distracting them with the money so that they would okay, so that no one would care that the money got recovered because they think they got they recovered because they were paying. There was credit cards. I was like a lot of things you had to kind of like add up very quickly. Hmm. Yeah, I think that might be my only criticism of it is that. It's definitely a rewatchable movie, but if you're not focusing right away, some things will just get out of hand, and you're like, "Oh, okay, well, all right." I, I hope they explain it again later, which they <laughs> do. The you know, but I think it's because, like I said, I went in completely blank. I had no idea what it was about. I think that's what made me kind of go, "Oh, shit, what's going on?" But yeah, yeah. And I like that there's like a whole kind of like extra act at after the heist is done, where they like kind of show you all the moving parts and what happened afterward and, like, kind of, like, reveal the heist slowly. Like, you don't see, like, what happened actually in the heist until, like, 20 more minutes of movie. Like, so they make you kind of wait and, like, try and figure stuff out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. like that, though. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, some movies where they yeah, kind of, um... Where, where, yeah. <laughs> some movies where they just kind of do that thing where, like, they have the, a bonus. Like, I feel like like DLC got added like right at the end of the movie. So I'm just <laughs> like, funny. whoa, there's you unlocked Hillary Swank. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> like it's just like bonus and that here's this whole story arc and I'm like, oh fucking sweet. Like I, I feel like <laughs> I cheated. I feel like I robbed somebody like like extra time where I was like, oh sweet, I got more movie. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it just like like the subtlety of, of these characters too like Adam Driver is very self-conscious about his arm or his hand. I'm sorry, because you know it's cut from his. I, I have an arm. It's my hand that's missing. Yeah, his lower arm and then his hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, how he's so sub sub 
um self-conscious about that and like you get nuances of that like without him actually like anybody saying it you know that he's like self-conscious about his arm and and then like um and and yeah like there's like all these different like these are very like well thought out characters like as you as they build up and stuff like that and like and like you you get to like love or hate in the case of like some characters like like um kate um kate hudson right what yeah, like, Kate, oh, Katie Holmes. No, no. Katie Holmes. Oh, Katie Holmes. Yeah. Like Katie Holmes's character. Like I'm, I'm like, glad she's in movies again. Like, oh, yeah. she got out of Tom Cruise's wrath or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Like that. Like of man, she's just like a bitch of a of a mom, but like or of a, a character. Kid, ex. But then, like, I think like she levels out out at the end because like now she's like letting her daughter like you know like. But their daughter like not have not do the pageants and and stuff like that and like kind of like she could do what she wants and like you know let's um uh Ch Jane Tatum's character you know uh go and like oh you could keep her as as long as you want it's okay so it's like very much like yeah showing like um like like even that that small of a character kind of has this like little character arc and i really mm. love how all these different characters have like these character arcs like you know they're uh, like it's also like the little romances that happen like with channing tatum okay. and then did, the, did we kiss tina. yeah and then tina <laughs> from from um fantastic beasts and where mm -hmm. to find them um and but then oh, also, shit. So, i was trying to figure out where yeah. i knew her yeah that was her <laughs> yeah but then also joe bang like joe bang and the sister like they're yeah. like they seem like to like kind of spruce something up and mm. calling back to that that's an awesome um that's an awesome moment too of like and millie i'm about to get naked <laughs> no peeking i said no peeking <laughs> so just that whole I, I it's just like i love the subtlety that and that you know comes with this movie and and like we we, we kind of said that it definitely leans to rewatchability and it's a very enjoyable like rewatchability it's not something like you're like oh i have to rewatch this again to like catch everything no it's like no it's like a fun journey to go on each time and so like catching these little other nuances like is just like a fun like yeah addition like like mm -hmm. you know, like going into like um, video games and stuff like that. You know, seeing all these like Easter eggs and side missions that oh, this is why and stuff like that. So yeah, like and it's interesting. Seen... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, okay. Uh, so the, yeah, like we talk about subtlety. I love the moment where it's revealed that Adam Driver has that kind of better prosthetic arm. Like he's it's like almost mm -hmm. I don't know what he was called. I guess robotic arm where he like because it's shot where you are kind of like looking at the other side of them. And then he pu pushes him the glass. It's such an in-character great moment where, like, of course, that's what he's doing. He's a bartender. But it also is like, you are like, oh, wow, he got, like, this great arm. And that's so cool for him because that was his arm was such a big thing for him. And then also it's like, oh, that's the reveal that, like, no, they did get some money. Because that arm obviously mm -hmm. cost some money. His brother got him that arm. It cost him some money. So this isn't quite over yet. They didn't give all the money back. Let's see where this goes. Uh, that like there's so it's such great visual storytelling that Soderbergh does in this movie. And heist movies really rely on visual storytelling in um like a really big way. But what sorry, what were you just gonna say, Alan? Oh, no, I was just gonna say, have you guys ever seen a uh, Letter Kenny? 
Yes, no, yeah. I, I've, I've heard really good things about it. Yeah, it's a great like Canadian show about like Canadian hicks, and I could totally see like these characters kind of living in the same universe uh-huh. as like Logan Lucky or Letterkenny. Just kind of that, that I noticed. I think that's what it like really gravitated to me because there was a certain like their dialogue was not all the way like Letterkenny, but similar in that aspect. Where I was just mm-hmm. like, I could totally see these characters like talking to those guys too. Yeah, yeah, definitely like the like one of the most memorable moments of like Kenny, just a little off topic, but um, from the first episode is like him, like some hosers came out to the food stand the other day, and like that whole interaction (laughs) with the with the jocks and and stuff that definitely is like, yeah, like kind of like similar to how like the bar fight with um Seth MacFarlane and his crew was kind of like, you know, mm. yeah. So we, so you and your friends went to rob NASCAR the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, definitely that that's a show. If if anybody's out there watching, the Logan Lucky's yeah. on Hulu and Letterkenny's on Hulu. So if you want yeah, a little, but watch bundle. it with watch it with subtitles because they do talk incredibly fast. Yeah, well, there you go. Sometimes, yeah, <laughs> they talk but, incredibly fast sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I had to watch it in subtitles because sometimes you miss up, especially the Shorzy scenes. Where they're like, fuck you, Shorzy, fuck you, Jonesy, and then they go off on the like little insults. It's it's great, man. Like like I said, go go on Hulu, watch both watch the movie and Letter Kenny, you're gonna have a good time. Nice. Yeah, but um with that, do you guys have anything else? I have I have a so there's an interesting weird piece of trivia about this movie that I kind of was thinking of. So randomly in 2017, there was, like, six movies where uh, John Denver was, like, fairly important to the plot, or was at least an interesting mm-hmm. plot point. And it's, like, like I was looking at, like, uh, John Ven- Denver's, like, IMDb. There hasn't been a single movie since 2017, and before that it was, like, 2002 that there hadn't been, like, and most of them are Country Worlds Take Me Home. There's six movies that came out in 2017 that used John Vendor. I was going to say, we've covered three of them now on this podcast. Uh, do you know what the, do you know what the other two, uh, so you got one, but do you know what the uh, last one that we covered on this podcast from 2017 that covers, uses John Denver as a plot point? Is it t- Country Roads again? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's or- not Country Roads in that other one. There is another 20, there is an- a couple other 2017 ones that use Country Roads. Um, so it, Alien Covenant also uses country roads as a, like a big plot point because they're like, what's that country roads? There's, let's go to this planet. And Okja uses it. And then I think it's in that Wimpy Kid movie that came out that year, which I didn't see. Um, but there's one other movie that we've covered that uses John Denver, but it's not country roads in 2017. It was another one of your picks, Ariel. Another one of my picks. Ooh. Yes. I have to think of it right now. I actually used it as the, the little opening clip. Oh. I don't know. Like like looking at IMDb right now. <laughs> I was going to say there is this time. It maybe it's like roughly 2017-2018 where Country Roads was used very frequently. Uh, yeah, like you said in like yeah. those movies. Also Fallout 76. I think Fallout 76 came out in 2018, but I remember that fucking song was everywhere because it was used in the, in the first trailer and it really hyped up that game, but unfortunately the game is uh, not great. And it bombed. Yep, you got it, Ariel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at IMDb. Yeah. 
What yeah. what song was it? It was the song that they came, they came in with the two guys. It, when they when they turn whenever they turn on the car, it's playing John Denver. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, there's a part where it was just like it's trying to get the car, and he's like, "Come on, turn on the fuck on!" And it's just like John John Denver's playing. So, oh, yeah, okay, was, okay. So, yeah. So a lot of John Denver randomly <laughs> used this big plot <laughs> point this year. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. I wanted to throw that out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was frequently used. Like like I said, I remember hearing it a good amount for like two years. Like just well, it was just years. this year, and then it vanished. It was gone. No, well, yeah, I, it no, was still, yeah. no. I'm saying like in in a lot of media, like hmm. Country Roads. I remember like 27, 2018 era was just always everywhere. Like I was like, damn, this song is like really popular all of a sudden. I just yeah. remember hearing it a lot, and like you said, it, it was used in a lot of those movies in 2017. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny when you said like oh it was 2017 and then it stopped. I'm like oh so Kingsman the Golden Circle was <laughs> was in 2017 then yep. yeah yeah well with that anything else that we want to add just that we would I would recommend this movie of course yeah I would I would it? definitely recommend this movie I I love this movie I will recommend pretty much even any Steven Soderbergh movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like so, this one is is definitely one that I would say go out and see it. If you're whether you're a fan of his indie films or if you're a fan of his kind of bigger blockbusters, it has good elements from each of them in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would too. I, I, yeah, I would. I, I would too. I mean, like I said, it's a it's a pretty chill like heist movie. Like I feel like uh, I think what it, one of the big things was like I feel like you can just pop it on and have a good time. Like, you know, there's some heist movies where you're, like, you kind of get a little anxious and you get a little, like, over, like, the edge of your seat and you're like, oh, shit, like, are they going to make it? you going to make it? <laughs> I, what I like about this one, it was pretty chill. Like, you just saw it and everything happens and then they have that big reveal at the end and you're just kind of like, cool. Like, it's a very nice, you can coast with it. Like, you don't, I, I don't yeah. know. Like, so, sometimes it doesn't stress nice you out, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't stress you out. You just coast with it and have a good time with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, with that, everybody, um, thank you, as always, for listening to our podcast here. And um, just so you know, we do have a few other podcasts that that are part of our Undercast Company banner. We do have my so my podcast called You've Never Seen, um, question mark, exclamation point, where I discuss films that are part of pop culture, cinematic history, and I introduce them to somebody or somebody introduces them to me um we're going to be having some really good upcoming episodes coming up so please check that out and then um as always well now actually the second season hopefully will be coming out soon um for Derek's um gateway episode podcast where he is introduced or somebody else introduces him to uh a television show or series um, using only one episode. Um, if you want to go a little bit deeper and, and say what exactly the second season um, this exciting second season entails, Derek? Yeah, so for the second season um, we're going to do eight episodes and they're going to be on miniseries. So we've already got our first episode recorded on The Queen's Gambit. I'm doing a bunch of other fun miniseries and limited series and once we hit 10 patrons, um, those are going to start coming out, and it's going to be week to week. So um, you'll get a new episode uh, every week of Gateway episodes once we can hit that 10 patrons. So if you guys want to sign up for Patreon, that's super awesome. We have tiers as low as a dollar a month. And if you do sign up, you'll get the access to that first episode early. Yeah. 
and then and then we also have our Marvel podcast called um, Infinity Stones and Dragon Bones. The Dragon Bones are once again relevant yes. because we we got it back on Disney Plus. We yes. So so yeah, it's awesome. There we we you know we suck it out. We didn't change the name. <laughs> we were rewarded. So yeah, so so um, that's our Marvel podcast where we um, touch base every once in a while when there's new Marvel stuff coming out. So our next episode is going to be about both Moon Knight as well as Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And we are all super excited for that. I had to go and watch Spider-Man No Way Home again in theaters just to, you know, sedate my, like, want for Marvel stuff. And, and I'm probably going to go back and, like, rewatch a couple of shows <laughs> in the meantime because I'm, like very much like just want you know marvel pumped into my veins right now so, <laughs> um but yeah like i'm super excited especially with the miss marvel at least on the day that we're recording this the miss marvel trailer finally came out and and the date was announced so super excited for that super excited good marvel stuff <laughs> <laughs> okay well with that thanks everybody as always for listening and thanks for being amazing I'll see you guys in another life. Thank you so much, everybody. Take it easy. <laughs>